الحمد لله رب العالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I welcome you again as we continue with a very brief history of Masjid Al-Aqsa Bayt Al-Baqdis the sacred house of Allah which is located in Jerusalem in Palestine. And as we have seen by now, we have traveled through thousands of years in history and we have learned, I hope, by the permission of Allah, inshaAllah, a lot. And we have clarified a lot of misconceptions and misinformation and lies which are being spewed by the enemies of Islam. Now, we mentioned how Prophet Musa السلام, he came and is one of the first of the great prophets of Banu Israel. And remember he said Banu Israel, the children of Israel, they are what they call themselves Jews today. And we said someone can be a Jew because of his lineage. He's from the children of Israel. Yet they could be great Muslims like all these prophets of Allah. They are prophets of Banu Israel. They are great Muslims and they came to preach Islam. And until today, someone whose lineage could be Jewish, but they're Muslims. And yet most of them though, they are those who, as we have seen through history, they refused the message of Allah and they killed their prophets and they rejected them. And those are those who, they're Jewish by blood and they follow the new religion called Judaism, which after Musa السلام, passed away, we saw in history, they changed. And even when Musa was alive, they gave him a very difficult time. People who are prone to go back to Kufr. We saw how Dawood al-Ayusha'abinun, he finally took Banu Israel, the Muslims, to Bayt al-Baqdis. And then we saw how the story of Tualut uh, and the Prophet Samuel, and then the great Prophet Dawood and how he established the first time how Banu Israel, Allah gave them authority in Bayt al-Baqdis. And then Dawood, he passed away, his son Sulaiman he came, and Allah continued that great golden edge for Banu Israel, the Muslims in Masjid Al-Aqsa. And then when he left and he died, they changed and they went back to their kufr. And Allah brought to them, as Allah says in the Quran, Allah says he has announced that he'll always put on them, the Banu Israel, because of the rejection of the prophets and their denial of Islam. Allah will always bring for them people who are going to what? Humiliate them and fight them and kill them and chase them out of the holiness. And this is the prophet, and this is the prophecy, sorry, and the promise of Allah for everyone. Whether you're Banu Israel, whether you're Arab, whether you're African, doesn't matter. As long as you hold on to Allah's commands and Allah's religion, Allah gives us authority and strength and victory in the land. As long as we don't do that, Allah, he takes it away from us. Now, we saw how Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he came, the Babylonians, and they destroyed Bayt al-Maqdis and they took the Jews, Banu Israel, as slaves to Babylon. And then how he was defeated by Cyrus of the Persians. And the Persians were now becoming a greater force in the world. And the Greco-Persian Wars had started up until we stopped last time, around the year 336, where a certain young man, and he was a young man by the way, called Alexander from Macedonia, the Macedon even though generally he is referred to as a Greek. He came about and he started his great conquering of the Eastern world. Uh, because, you know, the Europeans, and beware when you study history, there's always Euro, Eurocentric uh, propaganda. They want to tell you he conquered the world. No, he conquered the Eastern part of the world. He never came to Africa, where people existed for millions of years before. Or the Americas, where people existed, the natives of the land. Alexander, who's also they call him Alexander the Great, because he went on a great feat, and that's something we have to accept, of defeating and conquering lands and lands. 
up until we mentioned how he defeated uh, 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 we defeated Darius of the Persian Empire and obviously also took over Egypt and Egypt it meant he also took over the Holy Land Baytul Baqdis he also took over the Holy Land Baytul Baqdis and as such around 333 we're talking about BCE again Baytul Baqdis it came under the Hellenistic uh, kingdom it came under Alexander and his governors who he had appointed and what is mentioned that he afforded the people or they afforded the people freedom of religion so they could practice those who were still holding on to the Islam which was left they were holding on to the Islam and those who had fabricated this new religion this devilish religion called Judaism they were practicing whatever they were practicing but the point is that the Macedonians or the Hellenistic Empire they gave the people freedom of religion and remember we said this the Prophet he said that and before that in the Quran Allah said he made Banu Israel special because why there was always a prophet who was with them there was always a prophet leading them guiding them back to Islam every time they went back to Kufr leaving the religion Allah sent a new prophet and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the authentic hadith of mentioned last time, كانت بنو إسرائيل تسوسهم الأنبياء بنو إسرائيل, they used to be led by the prophets, they were the leaders, or the prophets were the leaders. كلما هلك النبي, every time a prophet died, Allah brought another prophet. And we know in the Quran, Allah tells us what? There's lots of prophets. Some of them, he told us the stories, very few, 25, 26, and lots of them who did not tell us their stories. And so we believe during this time, even though the last prophet we have mentioned was Sulaiman there was always prophets with Baru Israel. And like Allah said in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Ibrat, Every time Allah brought a prophet to you, but because he brought teachings which your souls, your evil souls, they don't like that. You denied many of those prophets, and you killed many of those prophets. They killed their own prophets. That is why Allah cursed these people. Except those who held on to the true religion of the prophets, Islam. So we don't know who was the prophet at this time. When Baytul Baqdis came under the, the, the Macedonians or the Hellenistic Empire and Alexander. But we know that there was a prophet. As time passed by, as time passed by, we know that Alexander's kingdom because he himself, he didn't live for long. He himself, he did not live for long. Alexander himself, he did not live for long. And so when he died, his empire split. Uh, and right after he died, Ptolemy, Ptolemy, or Ptolemy as some of them call him, he became the leader, it's around 323. And it is said that he appointed a council of elders of Banu Israel to judge and to be in charge of the Holy Land or Baytul Maqdis specifically. We fast forward because Ptolemy then his empire also split. Then came the era of the Seleucid kings or Seleucides as some of them call them. The Seleucid kings, okay, we start around 198 BCE where the king Antiochus, okay, the king Antiochus, he, Antiochus the third specifically, he defeated Scorpus of Egypt. You have to bear with me with all these names. They're not important. But because we're talking about the history of the Holy Land, we have to know what stages they went through. And this is the period where it was, there was a lot of turmoil. From the time of Sulaiman up until the time uh, of Isa relatively, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of fighting, a lot of different people who came and took over. So bear with me. Antiochus III, he defeated Scorpus, who was ruling Egypt. Okay, and he conquered Jerusalem from the for the Greco's for Greco Syria. It is said that at this time he was welcome because the Jews by now or the Banu Israel or people there they had no freedom, and so they welcomed Antiochus the third. But he did not stay for power for very long. Around 20, 30 years, when he passed away, his son Antiochus the fourth, and this is someone who the Jews they hate until today. 
Antiochus IV, when he took over, and he, after his fights, he invaded Jerusalem, or Shalim, and he plundered, and he burnt it down. He someone who burnt it down, and he imposed the idolatry religion, paganism of what? Of the Greeks and the Romans. To the point that he built a huge, uh, he built a huge um, idol, statue of Zeus. You know Zeus, the Greek god as they believe. All this kufr, he brought it into Masjid al-Aqsa because of his enmity. Because of his enmity. This continued Antiochus IV. He did not live for long also though. Three, four years he died. And it is mentioned as a time of relative peace. Uh, so we fast forward until the year 63. BCE, where the Roman general Pompey, uh, or Pompey, he comes in now and he conquers Jerusalem after three months siege. After three months siege, he conquers Baytul Maqdis, Jerusalem in general, uh, and a stamp pies by, now it's under who? The Romans. Okay? Julius Caesar, the famous Julius Caesar, Back in Europe, he proposes that Antipater be appointed as the governor of Jerusalem. Okay, and so that happens. And this Antipater, he had two sons. One of them was Herod. And Herod, it is mentioned, his mother was an Arab. His mother was an Arab, Herod. And his other son was Fazil. Okay, Antipater, after 16 or 20 years, is assassinated. Around 43, he dies, obviously assassinated, is killed. Now we bring in the Parthenians. The Parthenians attack and they invade and they take over the land again. The Parthenians, okay, with the support of the Jews, or else he also exiled Herod. This is very important. Herod was what? Like a governor, because his father Antipater was the main governor of Jerusalem. He is exiled also and he runs away. And he flees. One report says back to Europe or to Egypt. Around the same time, now we have a certain Mark Antony. For those of you who know Europe's history, Julius Caesar. Mark Antony, he proposes that Herod should be given the strength to go back and conquer uh, Jerusalem and those lands. And Herod starts his time now. And he takes over and he takes over until the 37th year where Herod is also known as Herod the First. He invades Jerusalem. And because of his hatred, remember. Uh, like we said, the Jews, they, they pushed him out also. He goes on a plundering, killing, raping, destroying the inhabitants of Beit al-Maqdis. And he takes over. Around this time now, we enter into the era of these great prophets, three great prophets. Three great prophets. This is the time when we have the great prophet Zakaria alayhi salam. This is the time. Zakaria alayhi salam. And we know in the famous story of Zakaria alayhi salam, he, Allah mentions him as a role model to us in two aspects. Number one, for you, my Muslim sister, my Muslim brother who's listening. And Allah has tested you that you have not yet been given the gift of having a child. And you're trying, and you're trying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us role models. Allah tells us these stories. Remember, we talked about this. We study history because it's part of our deen. And the history we study is to learn so we can go to Jannah. Zakaria salam, the great prophet of Allah, he had become old in age and he had not yet been blessed with a child. And in his dua, he mentions this. Zakaria is in Bayt al-Maqdis, remember. That is why I told you, there were prophets who we don't know, but there was always a prophet with Banu Israel. And at this time, the main prophet with Banu Israel was Zakaria alayhi salam. Rabbi habli bin ladunk. Makes dua, oh Allah, bless me with a child. And very important, the part we want, he said what? Wa inni khiftul mawali min warai. I fear, I fear these leaders and these elders of Banu Israel after me. Because the, the history is that. Every time a prophet comes, they disbelieve or they kill their prophet. 
And he knows Zakaria alayhi If I die, there's no one to take over after me. These people are going back to their kufr. So Allah bless me from yourself, Awali, someone who's going to what? To take over. This is the important part. He is going to inherit me and inherit from the children of Yaqub, Israel. He is going to inherit what? Wealth? No. The Prophet clearly told us the prophets don't leave wealth, they leave knowledge, and in this part, prophethood. So Zakaria is making dua, Oh Allah, give me a child so they can take over and he can be a prophet. Because otherwise I fear Bani Israel are going back to their kufr. And very important, He takes over from me, his father, and from Ali Yaqub. This is the continuation of Bani Israel. The children of Yaqub or Israel. Prophethood. And Allah blessed him with Yahya. Allah said what? We are going to give you a child called Yahya. There was never anyone ever called by this name before him. And Allah said he's going to make him what? A Masi. And he's going to be a role, human, role model human being. And he's going to be a Rahma, a Masi. And he's going to be someone who never commits sins. And he's going to be a master. Everyone who sees him respects him. Sayyidan. Wahasuran. He never commits sins. And so Zakaria is blessed with Yahya. By this time Zakaria is very old. And in the reports we have, the reports we have is that Herod, and in conjunction with Banu Israel, meaning the Jews, who are the Kuffar, who did not follow, who? Their prophet Zachariah. Look, don't find it strange. There were so many Arabs who did not follow the prophet who was Arab, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu And they wanted to kill him, right or wrong? Don't miss studying the seerah. Abdullah, we've been studying the seerah for many years. Those Banu Israel who did not believe in Zakaria, they wanted to kill him and they got him killed, just like they had killed so many prophets, as Allah tells us in the Quran. And Yahya, he was the prophet now. Yahya, he was the prophet. And around this time when Yahya was young, now we come to who? Yahya's aunt. So Yahya's mother. She had a sister, and this sister was called what? He was called what? He was called Maryam. Now comes the story of the great Maryam salam, who Allah says, Allah says that he has chosen her, he made her special. Over all the women of the world. And we know the miraculous birth of what happened. And how she gave back to this great child called Isa salam. In English you call him Jesus. Spanish call him Jesus. Whatever you want to call him. Isa salam. This is a very important part now. Because you know the age difference between Yahya and Isa was not great. I mean it wasn't big. And in the hadith we have which we're going to go through. They used to give da'wah together. Showing that they lived at the same time. And the Prophet sallallahu told us what? That Yahya and Isa السلام, the peace of Allah be on them, Ibn Khala, their cousins, their mothers are sisters. Even though some scholars say, no, their mothers are not sisters, is that Maryam, the mother of Yahya was Maryam's aunt. Was Maryam's aunt. Okay? Is that Maryam, she called Yahya's mother aunt. Wallahu alam, it seems that they were sisters. Maryam ibn Ibran. The great woman. And that is why we have the, the surah, the chapter in the Quran, the third chapter in the Quran, Ali Ibran, the great family of Ibran. These are three great people we're talking about now. Or four or five, Zakaria himself and his wife. And then who? Hannah, the mother of Maryam, who made a vow. If Qalat Ibrat Ibran, Oh Allah, whatever child I'm going to give birth to, this child will be solely, his job will be to serve your religion, Baytul Baqdis. But then the, the child came out as female. And the mother said, and Allah says in the Quran, You cannot compare the female to the male. They're not equal. We're not equal. We're different humans. Both of us, there's equality. Everybody has their rights. 
everybody has their freedoms. But a male is not like a female. She said, Maryam. I've called this child Maryam. And Allah protected her. Maryam grew up. That his mother, her mother was Hannah. Great family of Ali Ibran, Allahu Akbar. And then Maryam, Allah wanted now to show Baru Israel after they killed the great prophet Zakaria. That now I'm bringing you the final prophet. And this is very important. The final prophet of all these prophets of Baru Israel, Jewish prophets. Remember, Jewish in lineage. Islam religion. Jewish in lineage, in lineage Islam in religion. From Israel السلام, himself, Yaqub, all of his children. This was the final prophet now. That is why he came through a miraculous bath. And that is why from his bath, he talked as a young baby. All of his life was what? Miracles. Miracles after miracles after miracles to prove to them, now it's time for you to stop your kufr. Baru Israel. Now it's time for you to come back to Allah's religion. Isa السلام, he was born with a miraculous bath. You know the story of Isa السلام, and I'm going to summarize that after. The point here is, look, even these people who made this calendar we follow today, like I told you before, we're supposed to go to, you know, from BCE up to zero or one is when Isa السلام, is born, as they say, Christian era. This is the calendar we follow today, 2022. Yet they missed, okay? They said, oh, actually it was four BCE or two after, whatever it is. Isa is born. And from the time of his birth, he's known that he's a child, but he's a prophet of Allah. And the Jews of that time, Baru Israel of that time, from that moment, they accused his mother, Maryam. And until today, they do that, these Jews of today. May Allah cast them. They accused Maryam that she committed zina because they didn't want to believe. Isa, he starts giving da'wah. Just like Yahya continues giving da'wah. Where? Baytul Baqdis. This is our point. They are in Baytul Baqdis. Someone may ask, what is your proof for that? What is your proof of that? Number one, the more important proof. There is an authentic hadith of the Prophet Wasallam. And number two, there is a report in the Bible they have today. Remember we said what? We don't believe in this Bible. It's all fabrication. But that some of the truth remains there. And how do we deal with it? The Prophet said what? Hadithu Anbar Israel. You should narrate the stories they tell you, but don't believe them completely. And don't deny them completely. Whatever conforms to what we know, we take it. Whatever does not, we leave it. Whatever is this general history, we narrate it. So in the Bible, in John chapter 2, it is mentioned how Jesus, Isa one time he entered the temple, meaning Baytul Baqdis, and he cleansed it violently and this is a message for those who call themselves Christians John chapter 2 he cleansed it because of their idolatry and they used to slaughter for other than Allah and they used to do riba dealings the Bani Israel Jews there in the masjid he cleansed it violently John chapter 2 uh, uh, verse 13 to 16 the more important part or proof listen to this hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. From Al-Harith Al-Ash'ari. It's a great hadith. We could do two lectures just for this. Al-Harith Al-Ash'ari says that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Inna Allah Azza wa Jalla abara Yahya bin Zakariya alayhim as-salam bi khamsi kalimatin. Ayya'amala bihinna wa ayya'mura banu Israel ayya'amalu bihinna. Allah he commanded Yahya the son of Zakariya may the peace of Allah be on them. With five matters that he should act on them himself, because you lead by example, and the prophets of Allah led by example, and that he should teach Banu Israel to act on them. He should teach Banu Israel to act on them. These were all prophets of, to Banu Israel, those people. And it's as if he had, was about to delay the command. He was about to delay the command. فَقَالَ لَهُ عِيسَى So Isa السلام, said to Yahya to show they were together, doing da'wah together. And this is not strange as we saw in the history. Musa السلام, was there with his brother Harun. So Isa said to him, إِنَّكَ قَدْ أُمِرْتَ بِخَمْسِ كَلِمَاتٍ أَنْ تَعْمَلَ بِهِنَّ وَتَأْمُرَ بَنِ إِسْرَائِيلَ يَعْمَلُوا بِهِنَّ فَإِمَّا تُبَلِّغُهُنَّ وَإِمَّا أُبَلِّغُهُنَّ 
he says Isa alayhi salam so Isa alayhi salam says to him you have been commanded with five matters by Allah that you should act on them and preach to Bani Surayyid command them that they should act on them so either you should do that or I see that it's a bit you have delayed I'm going to convey that message Isa alayhi salam says to Prophet Yahya Yahya they call him John by the way in English so Yahya alayhi salam responded saying, Oh my brother, Ya Akhi, Ya Akhi, Oh my brother, don't do that. I fear if you do my task, Allah is going to punish me. La ilaha illallah. Allah is going to punish me. So what does he do? فَجَمَعَ يَحْيَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ فِي بَيْتِ الْمَقْدِسِ This is the text of the hadith we have and that is what we believe. This is our history. So Yahya alayhi salam, Yahya the son of Zakariah, he brought Banu Israel congregated with them in Baytul Maqdis. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi says to us, our Prophet. The hadith says until the masjid was full. To show you at this time, this masjid was under the Muslims still. And their prophets at this time was who? Zakaria, uh, sorry, Zakaria and Pastor Yahya ibn Zakaria and Isa Alaihi Prophets of Islam. He says the Prophet ﷺ in this hadith, until the masjid was full. الشرف, and they sat in the balconies and the stairwells. The masjid was full. And Yahya after he praised Allah, he said, Allah has commanded me with five things. Then comes the hadith. Look, we cannot talk about the hadith today. It's going to take a lot of our time and we'll get sidetracked because it's a very beautiful hadith. It's a very beautiful hadith, it's very important. But inshallah, there will be a separate lecture on this great hadith. The point is what? Yahya alayhi salam and Isa alayhi salam, they were preaching, they were teaching, they were conveying Islam in Baytul Maqdis. Up until the time, we know Yahya didn't live for long also. The story goes that we said the king is who? The king is Herod, Herod's daughter. Or Herod himself, we don't have authentic hadith, it's just reports from Banu Israel that they wanted to commit incestuous relationships. Okay? Or some kind of relationship which was haram with their sharia, like marrying the daughter of your brother. And because Yahya was preaching, it is said that this daughter of the king. She sent a message that either Yahya should change that law. Look at them. They're always like that. These laws are not from the Prophet. They're laws from Allah. And when this was, could not happen, obviously, I'm summarizing the story. The main point is that she got Yahya salam killed. And Yahya, the great Prophet of Allah, was killed. In conjunction with who? The Jews. They killed Yahya salam with Herod. And Isa salam remained, calling people to Islam. Calling people to Islam. Jesus was a Muslim and he preached Islam. And he always told people to worship Allah, the one Lord. Which now brings us to this important part because now the last prophet of Banu Israel, Jesus, Isa salam. He is still at Baytul Maqdis preaching Islam. Okay? Preaching Islam. This is when now, as we know, and as Allah tells us in the Quran, the Banu Israel, the Jews, every time a prophet comes, they did not like him, either they killed him and they denied him. And so they plotted with the governor, with the Roman governor, to kill Isa alayhi salam. To kill him, just like they killed so many prophets. And they fabricated those lies. They said his mother, Maryam السلام, was a fornicatress. She committed for zina. And they said that till today, by the way. They said that till today, these Jews. And so, in the famous story, which now brings us in the famous story of Isa, السلام, okay. Isa alayhi salam, I'll summarize to you our belief as Muslims. What is our belief in Jesus? We call him Jesus in English. Like I said, in Spanish, call him Jesus. In, in Arabic, it's called Isa. 
Isa alayhi salam, we believe he is a prophet of Allah. Just like all the other prophets of Baru Israel, just like all the other prophets of Allah who came with what? The one true message. Worship Allah, my Lord and your Lord. That is the first words. Isa alayhi salam spoke to Baru Israel. Inni Abdullah, I am a servant of Allah. Worship Allah. We believe that he was born of a miraculous birth. From his mother, Maryam السلام, who was a virgin. A miraculous birth. He had no father. And that birth was supposed to bring Banu Israel, the Jews, back to the proper religion of Islam after killing so many prophets, after rejecting so many prophets. This was the last prophet of Banu Israel. Out of the chain of so many prophets of Islam, from Yaqub Israel السلام, himself. Yet they rejected him from the first moment. When he was born and they accused Maryam, they accused Maryam, his mother, of zina, billah, those Jews, and they do that till today. The baby spoke, miraculous birth, miraculous baby from the time he was born. Qala inni Abdullah, the first word this child spoke was what? I am a servant of Allah, which is now also what? A message to those who come after calling themselves Christians, saying that he is the son of Allah, never. Or he is Allah, he is God himself, never. He said, I am a servant of Allah, Abdullah. Atari al-Kitab, he has given me the book. Why is this important, Atari al-Kitab? Because all these prophets from who? From Musa alayhi salam, all these so many prophets, they were all preaching the same message of Musa alayhi salam. Okay? The same sharia. Tawheed, worship Allah Lord, and the set rulings, how to pray, how to fast, how to fight jihad, he was same. But now Isa alayhi salam came to Banu Israel as the last prophet and he was given a new book. The Injil. And Allah has made me a prophet. And Allah has commanded me with what? To establish the prayer, the salah, and to give zakat. And I should be what? Righteous and helpful and serving and loving to my mother. All tenets of Islam. He grew up. He preached, they refused him, just like they refused and they harmed Musa, and they harmed Yusha bin Nur, and all those prophets who mentioned, and Dawood, and Suleiman, and all the lies said it, they said about them. And Allah so gave him miracles, after miracles, after miracles, so many miracles, to the point that he could bring back the dead to life, by the permission of Allah. Yet some of them believed Banu Israel, they became Muslim with Isa alayhi salam, and many of them rejected him. To the point that they created this fitna with the Roman uh, governor to kill him. Just like they had killed Yahya السلام, right before him. Just like they had killed Zakaria. And so that happened when they wanted to kill him. I remember he said what? Isa السلام, was preaching in Baytul Maqdis. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا صَلَبُوهُ they never killed him. This is our belief about Isa alayhi salam, Jesus. They never killed him. And they never crucified him. He was never put on the cross. It was meant to resemble as him. And in the famous story it goes, when they wanted to do that, Isa alayhi salam asked them, who's going to take my place? And for him is the highest Jannah with me. And all of his followers, he agreed. And Allah made him look like Isa alayhi salam. Allah says, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ يَقِينَ They never kill him. They never kill him. And yet they boasted, by the way, this is in the Quran. And I have seen videos myself of these Zionistic Jews today, these enemies of Islam, these enemies of Allah. I have seen a video today, one of those Jews, he brags, he says, we killed Jesus. What are you going to do? As Allah says in the Quran. وَقَوْلِمْ إِنَّ قَتَلْنَا عِيسَى And the statement that we killed Isa. The, the, the son of Mary. They boasted that they kill Allah's prophets and evil people. But he was never killed and he was never crucified. But he was meant to resemble as something else, as someone else or. And as Allah says, in Allah, when Allah said to Isa, Inni This is our belief. Allah put him in a sleep, in a slumber, and Allah took him up to the heavens. And we believe, as in the authentic hadith, so many hadith are undeniable. And anyone who says he's a, he's a scholar of Islam or Mullah, Mawlana, whatever they call themselves, 
who denies that Isa السلام, was never killed, and he denies the hadith which says that he's going to come back to this world, then that person is leading you to kufr. I'm sorry to say that. This is one of the foundational beliefs of our religion. Isa السلام, was taken up, he was never died, and Allah is going to bring him back, as we mentioned, he will come back and descend on this earth where? In Damascus, this land which they're tearing up today, the land of Islam. In the Mararat al-Baybaa, the Prophet sallallahu is saying, near the white minaret of Jami al-Umawi, the great mosque in Jami al-Umawi. And then from there, he'll travel to Bayt al-Maqdis, al-Aqsa, where the true Muslims, the last group of Muslims will be there. And he'll say to them, and he'll meet with the Mahdi, their leader, and he'll say to them, after leading them in Salah, open the door. And he'll go out and the Muslims will fight the enemy, the Dajjal, with who? With his troops, from among them, 70,000 Jews from the Jews of Isfahan, which is today Iran. I'm summarizing for you all the authentic hadith. This is what we believe. And Isa will be the one who will kill the Dajjal. And the Prophet is saying, the greatest, the best, the most splendid life of this world will be that time where life will be so beautiful. There will be plenty and abundant for seven years. And Isa alayhi salam, and the Prophet said, the earth will be like a shining mirror. He said, one pomegranate, seven people can eat from that. But the true believer will know that the greatest thing he can have at that time, even if you give him thousands of camels and mountains of gold, he'll say just one sujood, because he knows now the world is about to end. And Isa السلام, will die just like every human begins to die, a natural death. This is our belief, okay, about Isa السلام. This is our belief. Now, when they did that to Isa السلام, and Allah took him up, remember, he still had his followers who were holding on to Islam. Now comes the time of, we're going to around 66, 70, huh? Today we're in 2022. We're all going about back to around the year 70. Where the Roman general Titus. Titus, he invades the holy lands. And Titus later will be the king. Okay, he'll be the king later. And he destroys Jerusalem completely. Where did those Muslims who follow Isa go? Allahu A'lam. But remember, now remember this is very important. Where the Prophet, our Prophet Sallallahu turned us what? When Musa السلام, died, there were people who held on to Islam. And then there were so many others who formed new religions, mainly Judaism, and so many other branches of Judaism. The Prophet says the Jews split into what? 71 different sects and groups. And when Isa السلام, was taken up, remember he's never died. There are those who held on to his message of Islam, which he brought, which he testified the message of, of Musa alayhi salam, as in the Quran. But yet there are others now who came and formed a new religion. They did not like the Jewish Judaism religion, they formed a new religion called Christianity. We're going to see that now. Okay? Titus, he destroyed Jerusalem, Baytul Maqdis. And as time went by, around 60, 70 years later, we go to around 130, 130 years. Hadrian now, comes Hadrian. Hadrian, he visits Jerusalem when he was the king. And he bars, and he stops, and he prohibits all the Jews, okay? All the Jews from ever entering, from ever entering Jerusalem. Or Bayt al-Maqdis specifically also. Okay? And remember now. The Jews had fabricated their lies. Remember, we're talking about this, this propaganda, misconceptions. When they say that, that, which they claim today that the great prophet Solomon built a temple. Now today they want to destroy Bayt al-Maqdis from under. Saying they're looking for the temple. And we mentioned, go back to last lecture. Sulaiman was a prophet of Allah. He would never build a temple. He rebuilt Bayt al-Maqdis, yes, which was there already though. All these lies. So the point is that they venerated that land and that masjid. So Hadrian, because of his hatred for them, he kicked them out all. All of them. Where was that small group which was still held on to the Tawheed? 
the Islam of Isa. Where were they? I'm sure they were still there, some of them. I'm sure they were still there, some of them. Because we'll see that the Islam which Isa came to teach, it stayed. They were the minority. Many of them split into this new religion called Christianity after those that split into this new religion called Judaism. But there were still people on Tawheed because this came to even some Arabs who believed in the one true Lord, even though many of the Arabs were worshipping idols. Hadrian, when he took over, something significant happened. He renamed, he renamed Jerusalem to Aelia Capitolinia. Aelia Capitolinia. He renamed it that. Okay? Aelia Capitolinia. Obviously, this is Latin. Okay? And that is why from this time, the Arabs used to refer to as Aelia. Aelia. And this, do we have, you might ask Michelle, do we have, Muammar, do you have any proof of this? It's just narrations again from, I don't know, I know. We have proof of this. There are hadith of the Prophet وسلم, where he refers to this land as Aelia. The famous hadith of Abu Sufyan, when Abu Sufyan عنه, was not a Muslim yet, and he was the main leader of the Quraysh who were fighting Islam. When they traveled to Sham for business, he said, we went to Sham. And then the great Roman king, Heraclius, he called us to his court, and they were shocked, because the Arabs were nobody at that time. Okay? He said what? And he had vowed the hadith of bin Abbas and many others to travel by foot from Aelia to Hims or from wherever he was. The point is that Aelia is mentioned in a hadith and we have proof of this. And this is also known in contemporary history which the Europeans have written that Hadrian, he changed the name to Aelia Capitolina. He shot Aelia. Okay? Now we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward to when a certain Constantine, this is around the year 320, 324, around there. Okay? A certain Constantine comes to power. He's also known as Constantine the First. When he comes to power, he is the first European king, or Roman king specifically, to take Christianity as an official religion. Remember, we're talking around 320, which is around 300 years, around 300 years after Allah took Isa up. People are just worshipping Allah, the one true Lord, Islam, and others had formed other religions, and others had formed this new thing called Christianity. And even at this time, there was great debate. Those who are holding on to Unitarianism, Islam, Tawheed, they were fighting and arguing with these people who said, no, Jesus was actually a son of God and God himself, which is kufr. But at this time though, when Constantine becomes the emperor, he officially embraced Christianity. And it was a, it was a political move, obviously. It's because he wanted to bring people together. He took Christianity, this new religion, and mixed it with Roman paganism, which they had been practicing for, for years, and hundreds of thousands of years. The paganism, and they mixed it up. That is why you see many of these things that Christians believe today, they have some roots or identical things in what the European idolaters used to worship. Okay? There's a lot of, lot of similarities. The point here though is, when he became the king Constantine, and famously in the year 325, there was the famous council of Nicaea. It's called as the council of Nicaea. Nicaea is what is known today as Islic in Turkey, the country called Turkey. All of these lands, remember, they were under the Romans. Okay? They were under the Romans from Europe, all the way to what is today Turkey, all to, to, to what is known as uh, uh, even what is today the northern parts of Saudi Arabia, let alone the lands of Sham, they were all under the Roman Empire. Like we're talking about Hadrian and Titus and Herod, all these guys. 
Okay? Constantine, in the Council of Nicaea, this was a changing point in the history of the world, not just Jerusalem, not just Masjid al-Aqsa. That is when real Christ, this Christianity you have today, it was born there. That is when the people are holding on to Tawheed and other forms of lesser evil, they were kicked out. That is when they invented this belief, which 99% of these Christians may believe that there's God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And around that time also in another council, they decided what books we want for the Bible, what books we want for the Bible. Like I'm telling you, 300 years after Isa was taken up, and he officially imposed that, as they say, in all of, all of his land and all of, on all of his subjects, from Rome all the way to the Arab lands. And Christianity became the official religion. And he himself, he acted as a devout Christian, Constantine. And his mother, this is important now, his mother, Helena, she took a travel to what they call the Holy Land, right? Because now they've made Isa into a god. And it is said during her travel into Jerusalem, now you can imagine now, now Baytul Maqdis is officially under what? This new religion called Christianity. This is now their first appearance. Their first appearance to Baytul Maqdis. Before, it was Muslims, 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 idolatry, uh, people of idolatry, idolatry, pagans, Romans, Phoenicians, Babylonians, all of these people. Then Muslims, then Muslims, Dawood Sulaiman and then people worship idols, then the Jews who brought this false religion. Now comes the Christians. But for them, this place was never sacred. And you have to understand until today, it's not sacred, they don't care about it. But because the Jews venerated it, because the Jews, they venerate, remember the Jews, they say, this is where the, the temple of theirs, this mythical false temple of theirs, is there the Christians because of the inherit and the Romans because of the inherit hatred for the Jews they turned it into a place which was becoming obsolete they didn't care for it in fact some of them started throwing their garbage there their rubbish there Helena the mother of Constantine she took this trip to the holy land and thereabout in her vision whatever it is the shaitan play with his people look we believe as Muslims Go back to the tafsir I did of Surah Al-Imran and Surah Al-Ma'idah and Surah Al-An'am. Allah tells us in the Quran, وَإِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ لَيُحُونَ إِلَىٰ أَوْلِيَائِهِمْ The devils, the shayateen, the jinns, they tell the human friends of theirs, this is how you argue with the Muslims. This is how you corrupt the truth. This is how you bring evil to people. We believe in that. We believe in that. Shayateen al-insul jinn, they cooperate. So she had this vision. And she said, oh, this is the place where Jesus, they say our Lord, which is Kufr. They said, she said, this is the place where Jesus was crucified and he was, she, uh, he was buried. And that is where they built a church, which is known as the Holy Church of, uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Our point, Masjid al-Aqsa, somebody ask, oh, this is bad. So is this church inside Masjid al-Aqsa also now? It's out of it. They have no proof for this, but this is history. It's out of it. Okay, maybe you'll see right now in the diagram. That is where the Holy Sepulchre Church is, which they hold holy until today, which they fight for. The Christian, different Christian groups and sects, the Greek Orthodox and the Roman Catholics, they still fight for, and the Armenians. Which, by the way, funny enough, it is the Muslims who are entrusted with the keys of that church. Because they, the Christians themselves, they can't decide. They just want to kill each other. It is a Muslim family, all these years, for over 800 years now, maybe, uh, who hold the keys to the church. Anyway, she also traveled and went and formed the church where she said, uh, this is where Jesus was born. All these lies. Anyway, this is the Holy, Sepul uh, Holy Sepulchre Church. Okay? Constantine brought about Christianity as a formal, official religion. And they put a lot of money and wealth to spread this religion. And Constantine was the first one to move the capital of the Roman Empire from Europe, from Rome. And he brought it to this place, which he built his famous city, which he called Constantinople. 
the city of Constantine, which we know today is what? Istanbul. Okay? He founded his city because he wanted to move. He moved the capital to Constantinople, which is today Istanbul. Okay? Istanbul. And so power really shifted from Europe to the lands which are closer to what they call today Asia or the Middle East. We'll fast forward now. Christianity is spreading at a very fast, rapid, and they used to spend a lot of money, by the way. And they used to convert people forcefully. The missionaries didn't start with the, with the British colonialists and the French colonialists, no. And the Portuguese evil people and the Spanish conquistadors, no. The missionaries spreading Christianity by force, either killing you or accepting the Bible, is spread from that time. Okay, it's spread from that time. Constantine died, came Constantine II. We'll fast forward until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to change now the world. Allah wanted to change the world. Remember now, Banu Israel, they don't have any more prophets. Isa salam was the last prophet of Banu Israel. Now it's just the message remained. There are people who still held on to Tawheed, yes. But many of them used to be killed and persecuted and tortured. Okay? And this new religion, Christianity, took its place. And they used to torture and kill also the Jews because they hated them. Why? Because the Jews bragged what? Remember, they used to brag, we killed Jesus. And the Christian says, oh, Jesus is our God. So they, that is why the Christians, they hate the Jews until today, by the way. And that is why they did that to, to them, whatever they did in Europe and all this. The Jews were better off under the Muslims throughout history. Everybody knows that. So this is where we are until now. will become the time of the greatest prophet of Allah. And the greatest ummah. And we'll see how this holy place, Bayt al-Maqdis and Masjid al-Aqsa, after now and during now, the time of our Prophet and this ummah will continue, inshaAllah. Anything I said which is correct is from Allah and His guidance. Anything I said which is wrong is from my evil self and the shaitan. I hope this was beneficial. Please remember, share this message with your friends. 